This station is being brought to you via Nullsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit Shoutcast. Shoutcast.com. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you know, that scrap pile. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck up? Half-witted, scruffy-looking nerd You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth to get no such pleasure from us. Parental discretion is advised. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Transmissions. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The cotton attractor beam is pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. Welcome to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom on this edition of July 2nd, 2006. Happy Canada Day to everyone who celebrates that day. Happy Moving Day to those of us here in Quebec. National Moving Day. National Moving Day. Alright, so tonight I'm joined by uh, Audrey, and uh, sadly we must announce for the last show of Brian. I want to announce it. Let me announce it. God! So, go, Brian. Say it's because I'm a fucking asshole. No, it's not that. I'm yes, leaving. Yes, it is. I'm yeah. leaving because I shouted at you before the show. No, it's not why, Sebastian. Yes, it You've is. You've yelled at me more than that. I'm leaving Only because... Only once in my life. Yeah, I'm leaving because I have um, other projects, like my film project and um, other other podcasting projects in my brain that I want to get out. And um, I love Star Wars on Direct. And uh, it will forever be in my heart. But I will move on. And uh, I hope everyone is grateful. And uh, well, I'm grateful everyone listened to me yammer on about Star Wars. I wouldn't have. I think I'm full of shit and not that interesting. But anyway, you guys seem to like it. Um, We're sponge and we soak it all up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Um, thank you for listening. And um, well. Let's start the show, Sebastian. Go for it. What are we talking about? Well, the main subject tonight is going to be betrayal. And, uh, of course, if any of you out there have any comments, ideas, or would like to comment about the book, Brian, how can they do that? Well, you can reach us by email at studio at swndirect.com. You can reach us through the uh, chat on looking at us on the webcam. Uh, listen to us live. Check out our Star Wars on Direct blog, our Star Wars on Direct message board. All on the main page is www.swndirect.com. 
hotmail.com. You can also reach us by MSN Messenger at SLBindirect at hotmail.com. So there you go. All right. Of course, we want to mention that the sound card may crash at any time. Uh, it's been good to us so far, but we never know. And judging by the many problems I've had today with computer-related rela- equipment, I'm going to put five cents on crash of the sound card tonight. All right. Uh, today, uh, sadly enough, this week, as you've been able to see, for those of you still don't listen to us live, um, there has been no podcast. Well, they won't be hearing this either to know about the and the, and there and there has been no archives. Well, hopefully they've decided to come come by and see what's been going on. Uh, basically, we're still going in the ups and downs of the server issues I mentioned two weeks ago, and um, it's a day by day situation. And I've been on the verge of going to kill some people since the beginning of the week because of that. So that's basically it. Also, uh, we're really sad of losing uh, Brian because he's been a part of the show for the better part of three years now. Mm-hmm. Like that. It's uh, been a while. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's, he's leaving. And that leaves me and you, Audrey. Yep. And you're going to be off for three shows. I'm going to be off until the end of July. <laughs> I'm going to Tea Trek next week. So, so you'll have a room full of people. I'll have a room full of people. Show with. But after that, what am I going to do? Hmm. You're going to call Martin and you're going to get him to come in. Or you're going to track down somebody else. Just say, Psst, you want to come over? I'm doing a show on Star Wars. How cool would that be? See, to think, be my guest. Think think about it. I mean, Audrey jumped on the show and she loved it the first time she came and she came back afterwards. Every time. Yeah, yeah. I've braved you guys for a few months now. <laughs> I just brave you. Brave Sebastian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no issues. So, um, on this note, well, that's it. Basically, uh, if you think you you can, if you think you're up to the challenge and that you believe you can fill in the huge gap that Brian's gonna leave behind, feel free to come by. Try yourself out. We're gonna do like attack of the show. We're gonna have like different DJs coming have out like every a, weekend. A guest show, uh, guest, uh, guest host every week. A guest host every week, starting with Elio. Oh, oh, has he volunteered? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on this note, we're going straight into the personal stuff segment. <laughs> And you know what? It's a good thing that you're having a bad feeling about this because the first thing I'm going to be talking about is not actually Superman Returns, but Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Deadsman's Chest. Yeah. Okay, I can't say much because I'm under the embargo of the press until July 7th. But it's a movie you definitely have to go see on the big screen. It's not bad. It's not the best movie ever. And in all honesty, I think it has a repetitive story. Nothing to do with the first one, but you're you're definitely going to want to watch the first one before you go see the second one on the big screen. But you have to go see the second one on the big screen. That's uh, 
That's for sure. And uh, who here has been lucky enough to see Superman Returns? Uh, I saw it this afternoon. Was it any good? Yeah, kids are friggin' talking during the whole friggin' movie. Nah, that's why you don't go and see a matinee on a new movie, especially something that's based <sighs> on a comic. Yeah, especially something like Superman. You go to the ten o'clock show. When Oh, yeah, but bad. that's the only time I could go. Yeah, I know. So, of course, uh, we want to mention that it's located... It, well, it's supposed to be taking place right after Superman 2 by Alexander Salkin. And you know what? It fills in the gap really good. You can basically take Superman 1, Superman 2, jump some Superman 3 and 4, and just go watch Superman Returns and you're good. You got a really nice and good trilogy. Um... Of course, he does le- leave the door open for another movie. Of course. If they didn't, there'd be no, you know, marketing. Yeah, that's it. And um, it's, a, it's a really nice door, by the way, that they, they leave open with all the different story of Krypton and all that. So, who knows what will happen. Hopefully something good. You know, like Brainiac or whatever. But basically, uh, very good movie. I was really happy. There was many cracks at the first and second movie in it. Um, all the way through. And then you get at the end and Brian Singer went for the money shot. And there's this really one and a half second moment where you see a digital impression of Brendan Routh going, passing the screen and it just looks like an animated character. And that's too bad. I actually liked that shot. It was the one good shot in the movie. I wasn't impressed. It was the rest of the shots in the movie were actually very good. Very good. Yeah, they but were. At but at the end, that one shot when he when he's in the sky and he just like goes from right to left in, on the big screen, that's where it goes. <laughs> I thought it was cool. But it, I thought the whole movie was just kind of... It's visually, it's not that It's great. visually cool, but it's no. the The story was meh. The story was Lex good. Lex Luthor was good. And the story, it, Superman is kind of shitty. Why? He's boring. He's boring. He's too good. And you know, uh, no other superheroes came to bail him out. He's hitting Gotham, but no Batman. What the fuck? And ah, uh, I just didn't like it. He's too perfect. He's too good. And all oh, idiots. You can't see Oh, Clark 64 about 215. Hmm. Hmm, never around, is he? Hmm, and Superman, it's too convenient. It's stupid. It's bad character. Is there a little slain in this one? Yeah. Who's she has a kid. She has Superman a kid. has a kid. Yep. Oh. I must have retarded. <laughs> well, it's in the second movie. Yeah, so Does he have superpowers. Yeah. 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 I have the box set of the original four Superman movies, yeah. but I mean, like, yeah. if you watch, if you watch the first They're and so the second, <laughs> in the second, <laughs> they were good at the time, sort of, kind of, but yeah, well, I it's mean, '80s movies. Well, some of them were '70s. '78. The, the first one came out the same year as Star Wars. No, '78. '78. First one was '78. They were filmed the same time. Okay, that's my story. I'm sticking Fine. with it. <laughs> But look, it's like apples and oranges, the technology that was used. Like Star yeah. Wars was so much more advanced. But the one the the one thing apart from that last animation shot that I have to say badly about the movie is the music in it. Uh John Ottman really wanted to go overboard with it and he did take the material 
originally like written by John Williams, but he sort of overdid it, and sadly enough, I think there's just too much. I'm. I think it's too much of it some, from time to time. I'm just really happy that uh, they put in the Krypton team and Martin, go damn yourself because you told me it wasn't in there and it's in there. So the Krypton team is in the is in the movie. For those of you who like the little music, it's really good. Personally, I definitely thought it was good and I can't wait to go see it on IMAX because there are some 3D shots that that have been filmed out of it, and it was actually recommended by. The guy over at Fox, I'm not saying anyone, but someone over at Fox told me you should go see it on IMAX for the 3D scenes. Superman. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was on the IMAX screen. Yep, it's a Warner Brothers release. Oh, yeah. So. Does Warner Brothers have exclusive rights to IMAX now? No, but they just signed a deal with IMAX to put out a bunch of their all their big uh-huh, budget movies okay. on IMAX. And not in digital. So, yeah, that's it. Um, I wanted to mention to Raymond, who's been listening to our shows, and he was wondering when we'll, we'll be posting all of the other shows uh, in podcasts and archives. Well, Raymond will be doing that ASAP, and uh, that's going to be as soon as the server problems and issues gets resolved. And... Uh, when that get resolved, will be uh, will be good, and everything will be back online. All smooth, all smooth. All right. So, uh, Audrey. Yes. Who's in the chat with us right now? In the chat right now, we have Admiral, we have Adria, we have Dilo, Casra, Fight Monkey, uh, Jedi DJR, uh, Mad Norad, uh, Octavus Three, Sad Max, Skylover, and Tiger Claw. All right then. And into the news. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to the Miscellaneous News for this Sunday, June 2nd, 2006. Um, this week I have a couple of new stories. Uh, first is the Legacy, Legacy of the Force Bloodlines Persona Dramatis, Dramatis Persona has been um, released. Uh, first, some interesting characters that have been added is Boba Fett. Um, officially, Lumia is in the book. Um, and Ton Wee. So that's very interesting to have uh, two new characters. Well, not really new characters. Well, there's not new characters, but it's finally, you know, Lumia is an, of, an official character, and uh, Boba Fett's in it, and so is Tawn Wee, which is interesting. I think that'll be the most interesting part. And there's also been a little extract from the book released, conversation between Han and Leia. It's, um, Han says, okay, maybe I'll relax by asking Zeke what his intentions are towards Le- Jaina. Uh, that helps matters a lot, says Leia. Um, Han says, I liked Kip better. Woohoo! Whatever Yay! happened there, Han asked. <laughs> and what about Jag? Leia says, I shot him down. You know perfectly well I did. Yes, that whole excerpt is awesome. <laughs> oh I yeah, that. I do recall. And I intimidate her boyfriends, do I? So uh, that was that little conversation. Sorry, a little fangirl excitement there. <laughs> Can't wait for the next week. And uh, the Star Wars Secrets of 2007 picture has also been released. 
called The Bigger They Are. And you see a Jedi taking down an at-at. That's what you're supposed to be saying. Size matters not. <laughs> and then they say, the only, diff- only difference in your mind, my young apprentice, is the quote. Is the caption, rather. So that's it for the miscellaneous news. All right, then. Okay, moving on to fan audio. Um, fan, uh, fan audio made easy returns with lesson number 23, featuring a segment on launching a fan-made radio show. Uh, Chrono Radio returns with uh, episode 27.5, featuring a recap of Cons Carolina 2006 for anybody who was there and wants to relive it, or for those that want to see what they've missed. You can go and have a gander of that. Um, Jeff Ferroni's Tatooine TV number 36 has been released, and it's featuring the segment The Aussie Whisperer. Also from the Ronnie Zone Radio, number 35 has been released, uh, featuring a discussion on the Life Spring podcast and a continuation of the Office Pranks topic. Uh, Setnin Radio is back with episode 14, featuring an interview with uh, James Everett. And uh, that's it for the news this week. Um, just a, a footnote on uh, fanfics. Um, for anybody who follows fanfics on theforce.net, um, they are holding their fanfiction uh, summer uh, awards. So if you're interested, if you've been following any special stories, go on and uh, vote for your favorite author, your favorite story. They all need your support. That's it. And maybe don't go right now, because they seem to be having problems with their servers they as well. They are having <laughs> difficulties tonight. It's taking forever to load anything. Yes, I, I can oh, tell you they're having problems with their server. All right, so that's pretty much it. And uh, stay, just stay on on the radio because you know what, people? I got some exclusive news from our friends over at Lucasfilm this week, and uh, I think you're gonna like it. Hopefully, well, I know Brian will. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, that's right. Roger, roger. All Star Wars and direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. Happy Canada Day! It's Canada Day? Well, it was July 1st, so happy oh. belated Canada Day. Yes, I guess that's like a big party day in Canada. I Yeah, sure. Those Canadians are wild. Especially north of the border. They're all north of the border. When Taco Bell says run, make a run for the border, do they use that ad in Canada? Hmm. Which border are you making a run for? Do you have to actually cross a border to make a run for the border? I don't know. Wow, do they have Taco Bell in Canada? They have Arby's. I've eaten at an Arby's in Toronto. <laughs> Why are we talking about fast food? It's very simple, guys. Collecting news, there's not much this week. No, this is a dead week. And it's probably going to be dead for the next couple of weeks because all the big news is coming at San Diego Comic-Con. And Brian, we're saving a swan shirt for you to wear. Oh, you're probably going to want to wear a Star Wars on Direct shirt. But you can sit at the swan table with us at the fan Yeah, we'll let them. Why not? (laughs) 
a piece of news that's not entirely Star Wars related, but it certainly impacts Star Wars collectors, is there's been a divorce in the Star Wars collecting community. There has been. You know, the paparazzi had been hounding these two for a long time, speculating, will their marriage make it? Will they? Won't they? And under that kind of scrutiny, how could Amazon and Toys R Us stay together? It was a little rough for them being under the eye all the time. So they've decided to part ways. We believe it's an amicable split. I heard that Amazon got the Summer House, though. And Toys R Us got the Maserati. Yeah. So I guess it worked out. And, you know, Amazon gets to keep the hired help and everything, so. This impacts collectors because if you had pre-orders, and the pre-orders could be the re-released AT-AT, which was listed at Amazon, even though it's not coming out till September and the divorce was final July 1st. Or if you had the Hunt for Grievous Battle Pack, which was previously on there as the Defense of the Senate Battle Pack. Those have not shipped to anybody. If you had the Clone Wars gunships on pre-order, the full size, these orders are probably never going to ship now. Toys R Us has their own online web presence, and Amazon has their own toy and baby store now. What I wonder is if this is going to make it so Toys R Us will match their online sales, because currently they do not, and if something's on sale at Amazon, even though it's through Toys R Us, they would not match it. Well, where this hurts is a lot of people, such as myself, had a buy two, get one free coupon, and I used that for the gunships. Thankfully, my gunships arrived, and I used it for the Hunt for Grievous Battle Pack, and I think I'm just losing that coupon because of the divorce. So, you see, it's always the children who are hurt. Yeah, I know. You're pretty broken up about it, and you don't know if you want to live with mom or dad. Yes, well... I mean... Amazon does give us commissions, and Toys R Us has yet to have an affiliate program. I follow the purse strings. Amazon's got all the cool other stuff. You know, there's electronics. I wonder if now Amazon will carry more high-end stuff, more gentle giants, Code 3 Master Replicas no longer bound by the distribution agreements of Toys R Us. Some other news, Acme Archives revealed their 8th character key. This was a result of a fan choice poll. It was Anakin shirt on or Anakin shirt off. And the winner is shirt on. Of course, you know why? Guys voted. Yeah. Hello. Wait, it's animated though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh wait, Scooby-Doo? It's Scooby-Doo. He looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. This character key will be available starting preview night at San Diego Comic-Con and will be available from Acme Archives. You know, if there were more girls in the Star Wars world, they'd have been shirt off. Especially the Anakin. Even the scrawny animated Anakin? Yeah. Anime Annie? Anime Annie. If you're a Lego collector, the next in their Ultimate Collector series has been released. It's an ATST. Highly detailed. It's $80. You can get that at Lego Shop at Home. And finally this week, Andrew's Toys has a new deal going on for Star Wars collectors. They have what they're calling their Shocker Sale. And how it works is they will post special sale items on their specials page. They'll be posted sporadically at low prices or with free gifts. For some items, they'll send a quick email to newsletter subscribers. The majority of items will be posted without notice. So you have to check their site often to find the Shocker sale. To get things started, they have Gentle Giant Minibus at almost half off the retail price. So that's a good deal. They also have the Acme Archive Starfighter Pursuit 3D Panscape, and you get a free sealed case of 12 carded Star Wars figures if you buy that. That's quite a deal. So just to let people know what's going on in the Star Wars world of collecting. Until next week, we're going to go do what Americans do and blow some stuff up! It's the 4th of July! Get me some paps. <laughs> Hi, this is Marjorie. And this is Arnie. 
We're from Star Wars Action News. Download our Star Wars Collecting Podcast at ReviewStarWars.com. You are listening to Star Wars Indirect. Welcome to this uh, community update edition of July 2nd, 2006. I was about to say 4 because we're going up to be the 4th of July and the Americans are going to be really happy because it's Independence Day. You know that day we still can't celebrate in Quebec? Well, not all of us want to celebrate that in Quebec. (laughs) I miss them myself. Because I just don't care. I'm a Montrealer. I'm not a Canadian. I'm not a Quebecer. I'm a Montrealer. Good That's what you. I am. Um, so, what's going on in the world? Well, of course, the Arts and Science of Star Wars at Cité des Sciences in uh, Paris is still going on until August 27th. Uh, Star Wars where science meets the imagination center of science and industry in Columbus, Ohio until September 4th. Um, Lauren Peterson... The 2006 uh, will be at the 2006 Marin County Fair Creature and Model Exhibit in uh, Marin, California. That's going to be on July 1st. So basically, when we were celebrating yeah, yesterday. And yes, yes, that's right. Steve Sansweet will be at the San Diego Comic Con from July 20th to July 23rd. Now, who else is going to be there? Well, Brian, your favorite badass Jedi is going to be there. I know. Sam Jackson? Promoting snakes on a plane. Yep, he's going to be there. I'm going to go try and see him. If I can. He's going to be there and he's going to be promoting snakes on a plane. I don't want him to sign anything. I just want to see him talk. I just want to hear him say, Why are there so many motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane? That's all he wants. That's yeah. it. That's you get a, a chance to get him sign something. Have him sign that's the trailer. <laughs> that's a trailer for the entire show. That's it for the entire movie. It's like, Motherfucking snake on that motherfucking plane. And, uh, Brian, I'm sure you just can't wait to see that movie, right? Nope. I can't wait. Even though I hate snakes. Adrian can attest to that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe we're gonna have a contest to go see the premiere of that movie. We're not sure yet, but there's this friend of mine who's had this crazy idea, and hopefully it will see the light of day. Now, I was telling you about exclusive news. Well, we've been wondering who's our new president of our official fan club, aren't we? Yes, we are. And it still hasn't been announced, as of yet, but it will be announced before San Diego Comic-Con. I was told this week by a Lucasfilm representative that we can we can check the website in the coming days for a confirmation of who's our who's officially our new fan club president. So I just can't wait to see how it works out. Can you? I, I hope it's Dustin. <laughs> In terms of Star Wars Celebration 4, well, uh, I think uh, I think it's clear. I think it's official. If you get a hotel, wasn't taken upon by Lucasfilm because it's a crappy hotel. 
<laughs> and that's why it wasn't headed into the the room the room booking into the blocked out period. into the blocked out period. Nor are any of the hotels where you've been able to basically get yourself some rooms. I'm still gonna hound the Holiday Inn. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Yeah, I'm getting married, and I need a place for me to stay after I get married for my honeymoon. What do you mean the hotel's blocked off? I want to go. I need to have somewhere to stay. Damn it, I'll get the honeymoon suite if I have to. I don't care. I'm staying I at the Holiday Inn. I have taught you well. <laughs> I'm a master manipulator. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, a little update on my uh, Insider collection. I'm out with three covers out of four of the latest Insider. And this week I called them because when I received my insider it was one of those days when it was raining like freaking hell. Have they stopped wrapping your insider in plastic? They have. The last two I had were not in plastic and they've both been damaged in the post and they have those freaking postal labels on them. I Drives know. Drives me up the wall. Well, guess what? You can actually call them and mention it to them and they will wrap it up in plastic for you. Will they resend the episodes that have been They will the post? or they will extend your subscription for one number. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think it's you know what someone once said it's really worth your while whining about something. Well this week I called them and I whined about it and basically I got my extension. Good. I'm going to complain about it. Too. So I mean it's I'm just I, I actually asked for if it was possible to buy all four covers from them, because I wanted them like with a nice side and all that. And uh, so far, I still haven't had been called back. One of them, the cover was half ripped off. Yeah, I know. It's so, so angry. W- with just cause. I mean, we st- we're still paying for this, you know. Even we're even though we're we might be paying like two bucks off what they're oh, worth, okay. still we're still paying for it, and we're paying for it because we really want to. So people, if there's any problem with your insider, call IDG. Don't be afraid. Do you have the number? We can put it up in chat. I don't nope. have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can put it up on the site. We can put it up on the internet or something. Sure. sure. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll roam through my paper sort of. this week and <laughs> we'll find it. All right. So uh, Audrey. Yes. Who's still in the chat with us? In the chat right now, we have Admiral Adria Arnie. A Casra, Frizior, Fight Monkey, uh, Jedi DJR, um, Jipoy, Mad Noroid, Sad Max, Skylover, and Tiger Claw. I just love butchering everybody's names. <laughs> Alright, let's do this like a second time, but with the French accent. We've got Admiral, Adria, Arnik, Daost, Ikesra, Fizior, Fit Monkey, Gudes. Jedi DJR, Jepeuil, Kid Fisto, Madneroid, Sad Max, Skillover SC, et Tagerkla. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Let's not do that again. Alright, well, thank you for listening to us. We're now going to go to a short sponsor break, and then we're going to be right back talking all about Star Wars Legacy Betrayal. You've both read the book, right? Yeah. Have you? I'm halfway through. Ooh. Is that a record? (laughs) Pretty much, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, 
and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> At planetfandom.com <laughs> I met them in a swamp down in Dagobah Where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda S-O-D-A soda I saw the little wren sitting there on a log I asked him his name and in a raspy voice he said Yoda Y-O-D-A Yoda yo 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 yo
StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet view database style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom for this edition of July 2nd, 2006. And we are just about to start talking about, yes, that's right, this wonderful book that is the first of the Legacy series written by Aaron Halston. He was the author of many other books in the X-Wing series and as well as some book books or book in the New Jedi Order. Audrey. Sorry? Aaron Alston. Yes. He was. He wrote. He he wrote. Um, oh God. Uh, he wrote two of the novels in the New Jedi Order. Two he of them. He wrote right. uh, Rebel Dream and Rebel Stand. Okay. Two of my favorite sections. It's where the twin sons came about with uh, Jane and Kip and Jag. Very good novels. And them. you must have really enjoyed one of the, f- not the first but the second appearance of Jaina. In that book, uh, you're gonna because have to refresh she's a, my memory. It's she's been a, a while since I read the first part of the book. She's aboard a freighter, and she's all dressed up, almost like a Corellian, and she's got yeah, her hair the, dyed blonde. Yeah, the hair is dyed blonde. And she has an artificial tattoo. Yes, a beautiful rose. Yes, that goes from her cheek all the way down to her neck. Yes. See, so if I go to Celebration 4 dressed as Jaina, I could do the blonde Jaina from Betrayal. That's it. I'll keep the hair. I'll do the braid over the hair, like how she has it on a lot of the animated uh, character caricatures of herself. And I can just add the temporary rose tattoo along my, the side of my face, down my neck, whatever. It's just, I better have somebody that's dressed like Kip around me, not somebody dressed like Zek, because I will just have to kill Zek. <laughs> oh. Zek is getting very annoying. Annoying. <sighs> yes. And I have to agree, like, when I heard that whole clip from the next book from Han about, you know, like, you know, the intentions of Zek and yeah. how he liked um, Kip better, I was like, oh, so excited. And then <laughs> what happened to Jag? Well, honey, I shot him down, remember? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I'm like, yes, beautiful. We're slowly getting rid of all these other people. So, who no, will win the Han, competition? Han just has to shoot first and get rid of Zek now. <laughs> and I'll be a happy girl. Do you think he's going to revert back to his dark path and he's probably going to get shot or something? Who, Kip? Because he almost gets killed in that, in, in that book. Well, we know that uh, Troy Denning doesn't like... Uh, you're talking about Kip now or are you talking about who? Zek. Zek, no. Okay, um, well, for Zek, uh, 
I don't know. I really didn't pay too much attention to what was going on with him, other than the fact that I was happy when he was knocked unconscious at the beginning. That's what I was like, like woohoo! <laughs> now if they could only just forget him somewhere, put him in a dumpster, and leave him behind. It's funny how he <laughs> he just wakes up and goes, ow, and of course at the same yeah, time ow. over to come. It's like, ow, Zach, ow, oh, better. <laughs> funny excerpt. Yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> I read that part. No, and then the. Uh, the the part where he's like, are we at, what was it, are we at Corellia yet? And Jaina's like, shut up, you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you tell him, just shut up. <laughs> but then they have those moments, you know, together of closeness that you're not sure where everyone's going with with all that. I guess it's pretty clear to someone at Lucas Licensing, but well, yeah, they have the nine books plotted out. They, they just keep on happen. toying with us. But I mean, like it's been hinted uh, at the Legacy of uh, the Force. Uh, panel at C3, it was hinted that there would be a new love interest for Jaina. Uh, when we interviewed Troy Denning earlier in the year, he also hinted that there would possibly be a new love interest for Jaina, but he also did toy with the idea that Zek would be hanging around for a while. So I think we just have to sort of swallow our pride, put up with Zek, and wait for the new guy to come along, because we know that they're never going to put Kip and Jaina in uh, canon novelization. As much as some of us would really appreciate that, well, it's just not going to happen. And I've accepted that, so long live fan fiction. <laughs> yes. That's what it's there for. Yes. All right, so how did you like the book? How, how would you... Do you say Would you say it's actually the same sort of writing that we've seen in the other X-Wing books and the NGO books? Actually... The X-Wing series is one of the few series I haven't actually read all the novels yet. Um, it's written by two of my favorite Star Wars authors, <laughs> judging by the books in the New Jedi Order. Yeah. Um, but I haven't made it past the second X-Wing book so far, So, but I am going to get through them. It's just that I've been busy reading other stuff. And uh, But uh, I find that for an introduction novel for a new series, I find that this book completely blows away the Darkness Trilogy. Um, the Darkness Trilogy I really didn't enjoy, so it was holding out hope that this series would be better, and if this is a hint of what's to come, it's going to be an awesome nine-book series, and I can't wait for the next book now. I was actually quite disappointed with it. Really? Yeah. I found the first part kind of ex- kind of boring with the whole... Invasion of Center Point, and it's they drew very. It out. No, but it's so boring. They did draw it out. It's too much, and well, there wasn't it's, enough. It's written no, in. Hold the, on a second. It's written. Not, hold on. It's written in the best way of Aaron Elston. It's it's no because I boring. loved the other his NJO books. I loved them. Have They're you read my, the X Wing books? No, but I. This I don't know. It's so slow to get starting, and then like. I knew what was going to happen. I was just anticipating to the end. You know, I just want to hear Lumia. I want to hear Lumia. I want to get to Lumia. I want to get to Lumia. And it's just, come on. It's so protracted, so long. Just get me there. I want to know how the Sith come into that. I like, like, there was a whole, like, you know, there's they're really going in depth with Wedge getting captured. And then it just cuts, boom. But like, he's in an X-Wing. Yeah, I like the humor at the beginning with the... With Wedge and the whole capture and his yeah, you know, that skills at escaping and everything. And I like the whole, you know, idea that CL nearly, like, well, tries to shoot him down, doesn't achieve it, and different stuff like that. But um, I agree. It, it jumped from being 
you know, Wedge is captured, Wedge, Wedge escapes, and then bang, he's in an X-Wing. What's going on? You yeah. Know, like, uh, there, uh, there is, you know, sort of plot holes. Yeah, and I didn't like the whole Corellian thing. And again, you know, it's just stop doing the whole thing with the Corellians. There's other ideas, people. Yeah, they're just trying to really put Han and Luke at odds against each other and put Leia in the middle, and now it's just going to snowball with Jason, you know... Becoming a Sith? Yeah, because, well, Leia's, you know, going to be stuck in the middle. Han's going to be in denial. You know, oh no, my son, you know, whatever. And Luke is going to be out to destroy him with Mara. So it's just going to... It's going to be... I I don't like the way it's going. family disaster. It's going to be a family conflict. There's going to be a a big... uh, Snowball can't stand, I can't stand Jason anymore. Well, I didn't like Jason to really start with. Well, I, I kind of liked him. I, I kind of liked him after Darkness. He was a fun character. And then, well, you know, he's just so evil in this. They were foreshadowing. I know, but he, he wasn't do. that bad. He wasn't as bad as he could have been. He, this, like, totally made Tatum's brain mush in Dark. In the she dark deserved to, it. She was a bitch. Well, yeah, but still. Um, the end of the novel, though, I am disappointed with the way that he took out... Oh, I can't remember her name. The, the Jedi, there. the chick, yeah. the Jedi chick, like, you know, and basically like, his one of his apprentices, and he's just like cutting her down. Boom. Yeah. Bang. He's such he's he's like Anakin. He just turns so fast. It'll just be really interesting to see what happens with Ben now, because the, like he he's forever wiping Ben's mind in darkness. I don't yeah. remember him doing it in this novel, but you know, like anything he doesn't want Ben to remember, he'll just wipe out. Ben will come all, all nice and cheery. You know, the dark man won't be recognized by Luke and Mara right away. Um, he's going to have time to manipulate Ben before Luke and Mara catch on to what's going on, I think. And then, is Ben going to be his apprentice, or is he going to stay light? You know, like, what's going to happen? And can you imagine the, the you know, the explosion, for lack of a better word, I'm searching for my words tonight, that, you know, if... Ben goes dark, Luke and Mara are going to, like, freak. It's going to be just such an interesting novelization. But, um, like, they're hinting that Luke's going to feel so much pain, so much inner turmoil, so much, you know, like, it's not so much the galaxy as, you know, like, people close to him that are going to feel all this tragedy. And so you can already see, like, the foreshadowing of what might come. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, it's a new series. It's also the beginning of a new era. New readers that are actually coming into the wonderful world of the EU of Star Wars, should they still begin with, you know, the Zan series, then move on with the Longs and Darkness, and then come to this? Or could they basically go straight into it? Um, well, I think that they... I think they sort of review some of the characters and reintroduce some of the characters, but others they just assume you know. Mm-hmm. So some people coming in who haven't read any Star Wars would be lost. Others that are coming in from New Jedi Order who haven't read Darkness would probably be able to make the leap because like they summarize the you know, like the, the bug bonding thing between Jane and Zek a little bit. They they explain how come their relationship's a little bit closer than the normal um, they, uh, you know, like, they revisit what happened to Jag and what happened, well, they do in the quote for the next book anyways, uh, you know, 
they they sort of tie it up without tying up everything. But uh, I, to be honest, I don't think that skipping the darkness trilogy would really hurt people that much. <laughs> I really just wasn't a fan of it. So, but what do you think, Brian? Uh, do you mm. think that if people didn't read the Darkness trilogy, who had read the New Jedi Order, would be lost going into this series? No, not at not all. At all. Right? There's enough exposition. There's enough yeah. answers in it, but you know. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I, a lot of problems. I'm I'm Were anxious you? to see what's going to happen in Bloodlines. Well, with Bloodlines, they're bringing in Boba Fett and stuff, so it's going to yeah. be interesting to see. What I'm a sucker for Boba Fett. Like, so is Jason going to hire him to be like his henchman, or you know, like? Oh, I don't think so. You know, like, I think he's going to try and revive the Mando army. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be a hiring thing. You just kind of bring back the Mandos. Yeah. And like the last section of the book, where where Jason slides and ultimately goes Sithly, um, you know, like there's this dark, shadowy presence that's talking with Lumia. Do they identify who this character is, or do they leave him sort of up in the air because he's finally? I think he's going the spirit. I think he, I think he's the spirit of the the asteroid, the dark energy that's that was within. And so he's going to live through Jason, because they, they through, said that he, they were going like to give him an identity. Definitely counsel him. So do you think it's sort of a similar spirit as to what Zenoma Seacott has, where there's sort of an entity? No, I don't it's think so. It's not a living living rock, if you will. One thing missing from this book is actually a reference to the unnamed child between Tanelka and Jason. The Alana. child's not unnamed, it's Alana. Well, Al- okay, sorry. I like to call it un- uh, unnamed. Because Alana's something, but it's... Well... We don't know if it's going to be Solo, or... Well, it won't be, because it's... Uh, she's living on hapes, she's female, and they go... It's not hapes, it's hapees. Hapees, then. Jeez, it pisses me off when the friggin' audiobook people get that wrong. Okay. It's hapees. All right. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> basically, basically she's... But it's a matriarchal society, so if yeah. anything, she'd take... It'd be Alana Ka. Yeah. Okay. But she's not mentioned in that book. No. And I think that Tenel Ka, especially like in Tempest, there's going to be some issues because Jason's going to be dark and she's going to be trying to protect her daughter from him because he already knows that she exists, but the rest of the Jedi Order do not. Oh. So there's going to be another big twist in there. You You think there's going to be a revelation? Well, is she going to tell Han and Leia that the child is his and that they have to protect it? Is the child going to go hide with Winter somewhere? Are they going to bring her back? You know, like, uh, is are Luke and Mara going to protect the child? Uh, you know, like... I don't think uh, it's going to tell anyone about the child. Who? I think that Tenelka will probably at some point need some assistance to protect the daughter from Jason. Yeah. Unless she just doesn't know that he's gone dark, but somebody's going to tell I her. I think in the next in the dramatist person I have for Bloodlines, it's not mentioned that he's a Sith. No. He has to complete his training. He has to go on for a long time. He's not going to go like, he's not going to become a Sith just yet, I don't think. No. Well, he, he, he has the, he, well, he's already done Sithly acts. He's, he's done dark acts, not acts. Sith acts. So is Luke. Sith is a religion. Yeah. But Come he to came think back. Of it. He was rescued by Leia. 
but do, that's the Dark Empire. Crisis. Do you think Tenelka could rescue Jason? Did Padme rescue Anakin? I don't think so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love, think Leia could rescue her love son? Love isn't strong enough. <laughs> All right. No, I, I think... They had no child, though. Really in who? Padme and Anakin. As of yet. It was the children that redeemed them. Maybe yeah. Yelena will redeem Jason. Maybe. But and that's the story that's already been told. So I'm sure that's you know, the novelists here are going to come out with some sort of a new plotline, not rehash the same old thing again. Mm. You know, like... They have to come up with something new, a different twist. And there's the the whole the whole thing about, of course, Jason having to basically kill someone, kill his apprentice, because of this apocalyptic vision from this fight coming like from this I liked how they blinded Luke and Mara to the creation of the new dark Jedi. You know, but with the force of illusions that were taking place yeah. and the mental games that were going on. I thought that was kind of cool. But overall, I was sort of disappointed at how fast it went. You know, like everybody else around Jason that was there at the time was like trying to warn him, you know, like they're deceiving you, they're playing with you, they're, you know, they're they're just manipulating you and he just couldn't see it. And if he's really as smart and as powerful as, you know, he's been made out to be, where he's, you know, like vying with Luke for being the you know most powerful, if you will. I don't think that he would fall in the way he has. I don't. I don't think it's feasible. However, my own opinion of Jason, <laughs> I could see it coming before the end of the New Jedi Order. So, but anyways, do you think Jason's gonna die? I don't know. Uh. I don't know if it'll be sort of a, an ultimate sacrifice or if, uh, you know, like, he'll die being evil or if he'll redeem himself somehow. I really don't know. Well, the question I was going for when I started this was basically, do you think he's going to be the dark character seen by Luke? Yeah, I think so. Because as soon as he was created, quote-unquote, Luke knew that the person was now real. It wasn't sort of a an untouchable entity anymore. It's living, breathing, whatever, so it's there. So he doesn't know the identity, but he knows that it's closer now. It's real. So And Center Point Station. We're talking about a massive galactical proportion size station and it's been activated by Anakin Solo in the past, and now they, the 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 Corellian have magically been able to re-enable Corellia, uh, the center point station, and of course there goes this mission that actually comes true. So, what do you guys think? Center point station? Were they were they going far fetched? Were they going for the super weapon of the month? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> See, we don't really know all the political background, what's happening. They tell us that, uh, you know, that the, the Corellians are trying to sort of break away from the New Republic and become their own entity because they don't like the way the military is being controlled by, you know, the rules of the, well, GA, I guess, New Republic or whatever they're calling themselves these days. I can't The Galactic remember. Alliance. GA, right. So, uh, but uh, 
I don't know. Um, I think it's probably preemptive of them to go in and raid them the way they have. But at the same time, Thraken Sal Solo has been a pain in the ass from the first time we've met him. You know, like he should have been killed. He should have been wiped out long ago. You know, so somebody just go ahead and shoot this guy. Get rid of him. All right. Uh, I've got some comments in by email by uh, Admiral in the chat room. Uh, there's a name discrepancy on page 91 and 264. On page 91, Sial's pseudonym is Lisa, Lisa. Dun Dunter, and on page 264, it's changed to Lisa Dunton. I know it's just a mistype, but I thought it was funny anyways. I liked the book, though it was a little slow in the middle. I think Aaron Alston did a good job of making me dislike Jason at the end. He really didn't seem evil in the moment when he killed Nelani Din, even though he was doing it to avoid to avoid killing Luke. My favorite quote from the book was when Wedge and Han were arguing during the battle on Trallis. You could do that, or I could have the mechanic sabotage your hyperdrive so when it cook and conk out you could tell everyone it's not your fault. So, you know, the they're both going at it in there doing their thing and of course we see uh we see uh psych uh bah, psycho his name's not psycho it's Tycho 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 Selchu who's back in here back in this book that's where that's when that's when you know there it's a uh, it's you know it's an, it's an Austin, Austin book, book because they always put uh, not necessarily all the fab four together but he'll put in the all the pilots yeah. at some point or other he's gonna feed them in just so we can, you know, have something. I really, at first, you know, and and it's 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 almost he's also taking this same direction as an as an indie X Wing book when Wedge gets um, not arrested but basically taken away for his own safety mm -hmm. by the by, by the Corellian government. It was it was so cliche. It was. It was. And then, like, he shows up wearing the Corellian uniforms for everything as well, so it's putting him at odds with all his friends from the GA. Mm. But at the same time, you know, like, I liked it when he and Tycho came in together, and, you know, like, they were obviously, you know, trying to pull the two sides together, and they automatically went to dance with people of the other, like, you know, like uh, other Wedge side. dances with the with Leia and Tycho dances with the Prime Minister of whatever which uh, which planet was it Trollis or Trollis or I can't the Prime Minister yeah I, Prime Minister, Prime Minister, Prime Minister the, uh, yeah of all of them I guess I don't know I get all confused with those two names they they uh, are too close but isn't she part of the five worlds of, that make up the Corellian system yeah. yeah I love the way that <laughs> on Solo dressed up as a Tuscan Raider of all things that don't fly through space, a Tuscan Raider is one of them. <laughs> so why would you actually want to dress up as a Tuscan Raider? Please, someone explain that one to me. I found that was that was the the one thing that had the the weirdest like connotation to it. I'm like, where where is he going with that Tuscan Raider reference? I don't know. It was funny though. It was really funny to see him like. Wiggle out of his mask and all that. That was interesting. Um. So, what else? Why Any speculation for the next book? Well, before we go into okay. that, why do you think? Uh, why do you think it's a really good book? 
to begin legacy and why not and why do you think it what do you think like everyone in the Star Wars EU fandom should read it Oof, that's a loaded question <laughs> it is <laughs> um I think, like I said, it does do a fairly good job of reintroducing the reader to most of the main characters. It introduces you to the fact that there is a conflict in another, an otherwise war-free uh, galaxy at the time. Um, I would have been interested in hearing a little bit more or a little bit at all about the Vong and, you know, how they're staying out of trouble now. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I think it's a great opening novel because, to me, there is a lot of excitement. What is Jason going to do? How are the people going to react around him? How are the Jedi going to react? How is the government going to react? Because they all respect Jason. They all think he's this great Jedi, this powerful Jedi, this young person with lots of potential, and now he's turned his back on them. He's going dark. What is going to happen now? I think that that's a great cliffhanger, waiting for the next book. I want to see what happens. Question is, can you wait that long? Oh, August isn't that far away. <laughs> if I can wait till C4 next year, ten and a half months and counting. Can I you can really wait. wait that long? I can wait. Well, we'll get our hands on a copy early, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, Brian? I, I don't... Well, I wouldn't say it's a bad book. I just didn't like it till the end. I feel it really, really, really dragged on. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just because I was reading in the hospital, but I found it kind of depressing in the middle. I wanted it to pick up in action and intensity and it was slow intrigue in and lots of dialogue, and it didn't at all. Yeah. It didn't pick up, so it was too bad. But, you know, that's like... It got better at the end, so you should probably read it because you'll want to read legacy, the rest of the Legacy books. Um, I'm sure Aaron Allison will pick up in the second. Once you get going into the main thrust of the, uh, of the story arc, we'll get there, you know. Um, so get it in there. Work on it. Um, I'd read it. Get it in paperback. Wait for the paperback. Yeah, I, I haven't bought the hardcover. I have, it was too expensive. I've had a long-term loan from Danny, and I really have to get the novel back to him. <laughs> <laughs> so as as soon as he's back in Montreal, I'm gonna have to give him a shout and say, "How do you want me to get this back to you?" Because I've kept it well over the amount of time I should have. Let me know, and uh, we'll be able to give him the wonderful, uh, wonderful DVD filled with comic books and all that that he wants so much. Okay. Anyways, I do have the audiobook now, so it's a, uh, you know, not the full book, you know, they, they abridge yeah, it. Yeah, they abridge it. But... So, you know, that's the other thing as well. I didn't quite read to the end of the novel, so I cheated and I listened to disc five just to catch up at the end. I skimmed it quickly, but, you know, just sort of read How Jason Falls, because I'm a cheat and I always read the end of the book before the beginning. But... <laughs> Um, I, I listened to the disc just to sort of be up on the information for tonight's show, but yeah. Well, yesterday I had uh, had an event I had to go to in on the South Shore, and I basically had to take the bus for a very long time. So I went through about 
two hundred pages of the book. Two hundred on the bus? Yeah, in about oh. twenty minutes. How can you read two hundred pages in twenty minutes? You skimmed it. Your brain you skimmed it. Your brain can process much more information than you can actually see. Yeah, but still. You, you can, and it's true because I read I, it, but you can't absorb all the detail. You not can skim all it. Like, the detail. I but skimmed a hundred pages in about ten minutes to find out um, because one of the rumors that was posted on the Force.net on one of the the EU boards was that Jason's Sith name is Dark uh, Darth Cryat, and I was like, I don't remember hearing anything about that. So I, I took the book and I like skimmed all the pages, you know, where he's falling, where he's with Lumia, and all that. And I was like, no, that's a bunch of BS. You know, it's not there. It's not true. Maybe it's true in other books. Maybe they've read uh, something, you know, like some spoiler somewhere. Hmm. But it's not in this novel. Do you think it's cliche that it's that he's actually like taking taking in with Lumia, who was once an apprentice of Darth Vader? I think that it's just full circle. It's just you know what goes around, what goes comes, around, around comes around. around. Yeah. You think she's been waiting for which I liked, of the I solo I like the twist child? with Virgir coming into play, you know. I, I mean, throughout Traitor, it was all manipulation. It was all games. It was pain and learning and stuff. And if she was really Jedi, you know, like it wouldn't have been the way it was. It was manipulative. And even when I was reading uh, Traitor, I was like, this isn't the Jedi way, if you will. You know, mm -hmm. like, so I was expecting somewhere, somehow that it would come out that Vergier was, you know, dark, if not Sith. And, you know, like, all of Luke's sort of suspicions and whatnot throughout as well. But the thing that caught me during that segment when uh, Vergier was reintroduced to um, to the uh, New Republic at the time, or, uh, well, I guess it was the G8 then as well, was that Mara as the Emperor's hand wouldn't have picked up on some of the history of Vergier but she didn't really know her, and at the time she was sick, and she was using her tears to save her, whatever, I don't know, everything. So it was just a whole load of muck mixed up, and so now maybe we're going to get some of the answers that have, you know, there's some questions that have been lingering from the new Jedi Order as well. Ah. I don't know. Maybe I read too much into stuff, but sometimes I question things that other people are like, eh, whatever. <laughs> it shows that you think out of the box. Yep. It's good. I like to be out of the box. I'm not a box girl. So the next book is going to be Legacy of the Force Bloodlines. It's going to be written by Karen Travis. It's going to be released in paperback. Yeah. So it'll be Thank cheaper God. on everybody's budgets. <laughs> and there's going to be an audiobook. Of course. Yeah. So cool. Seven Karen was talking about that in her live journal. Oh, Se cool. Seven ninety nine so far on Amazon. And then it's going to be followed by Tempest mm -hmm. uh, with Mary Jade. And a very... Uh, Tenelka. Oh, sorry. On the cover. Tenelka on the cover. And... It looks like a blade at the end of her uh, her lightsaber. A blade at the end of her On lightsaber. The cover, yeah. Her lightsaber is a blade. It's a horn. I mean, like the a tooth. Well, a, tooth. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a tooth. yeah. The handle is a tooth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. There you go. See, I didn't read too much into things. You have to read the Young Jedi Knights uh, to find out how she uh, gets her lightsaber. It's called lightsabers. That's a long time ago. Yes. I don't want to go the back books. there. They're only like 120 odd pages. Yeah, I know. They're I so got them. short. I got them to read. read them in an hour. It's gone because it's large text. It's made for kids. And easy, easy, easy reading. That's that that. It's in those novels that they tumble upon the 
crashed X Wing, uh, crashed Tie Fighter on Yavin, and yeah. fix it up, and yeah, and then they the get Tie Pilot get yeah, Tie Pilot and all that, yes, and they get kidnapped, and then they get kidnapped. That's the first, and set, then they get that's kidnapped. That's the first set of three. Like they go in sort of like sets of three. Yeah, and then like the second set of three is like the Dark Academy, and Zek goes dark and everything. Yeah, and then after that, they have like the lightsabers and how Jason's accountable for cutting off the Tenelka's hand her arm because she's lazy and does everything sort of haphazard and she learns a very valuable lesson. And anyways, we're way off topic here. We're talking about all the yeah. <laughs> Jedi Knight books now. And, yeah, okay. So, Bloodlines. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett's back. I know. Brian's happy about it. Oh. Are you happy about it? I think it'd be interesting to see what they do with him because they sort of had him brush through at the end of the New Jedi Order so we knew that he was still around, but you know, he didn't really play too significant a role mm-hmm. in the New Jedi Order, so it'll be interesting to see what sort of a role he plays this time. Having Karen Travis write him, of course, you know, like, it'll put him more in the center of things. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he is reintroduced into the GA, how, you know, how his character is significant, and uh, what he does. So... We'll have to just sort of wait and see. Comes out the end of August, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. So it's not that far off. Seven, seven, eight weeks. Can we really wait? Can we really wait? Uh, Guess we have to. No choice. choice. eh? August twenty (laughs) ninth. August twenty ninth. Yep. And then we're gonna have to wait until November November twenty eighth. Yeah, early Christmas. Far away. Ah, it'll be the end. Joe used to be rougher. That was really rough. Remember that year after after um, mm-hmm. Balance Point? There's two novels during the year. <gasps> that was rough. Finished them so quickly, and I was like, eh, nothing until Christmas. See, I got into NJO when it was um, the uh, Force Heretic series was just. Oh, getting screw printed. you then. So I got to read. All of them back to back, and then I only had to wait for the last of the Force Heretic and for the uh, final Tahiri one and, and the unifying, unifying force. force. Yeah, the Ultimate Force. Yes. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. That's what they call it. In the yeah, the people. The people that don't like it. Yes. Yeah, I'm afraid that that was not one of my favorite novels. I'm not a huge James Lucino. It's not. It's not my favorite novel, but the last three chapters really saved it for me. Yeah. And I didn't like apart his from early that, novels in the series, yeah. and I didn't like the Unifying Force. And so now I'm worried about what's the other one that he's writing now? The the Darth Bane, Darth Bane one. Yeah, the Darth Bane one. That's uh, Darth Vader one was good. Path of yeah. Destruction. Actually, no. Darth Bane. Is, the Path of Destruction is ri- is is being written by Drew Carpishan. Okay. Not James Lucino. Okay. And uh, that begs to that begs to raise another question. Is the Star Wars fandom and fans of the EU in high demands of, you know, sit sit like characters? Yeah, definitely it is, because it's such a they're so iconic that they're everywhere, you know. And do you think we're coming back with the wheel that, you know, the balance has been brought over by the son of Darth Vader or yet by Darth Vader, but now Basically, the Jedi rule over the galaxy, but there's no Sith to, you know, take them down, so 
there's no balance anymore, so we have to balance the force once again. So, so I mean, they have to create more Sith. So they come, they come up with more Sith. So you think that they need to have an evil entity to balance the force, or do you think that the evil entity is created to offset the Jedi? I think the evil entity is actually being created to balance the force more than to upset the Jedi. But even without the Sith, there's always like there's always challenges. There's always challenges that make it more complicated. Yeah. Don't you think that the galaxy deserves to live in harmony for some period of time? They've been through a lot. Everything well, that could happen gap. always happens. There's a five year I know, gap. but Five years, it's not very much. Yeah, it's five like relatively years. peaceful times. There's still going to be then monetary conflicts five years and whatever. Darkness so, happens. Yeah, 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 they could they could yeah. have been you know sipping margaritas on a beach for five years. We yeah. don't know. I don't think so. I don't think we so. know we know what 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 Han and Leia have been doing, wondering how to protect their room if someone was to ever get in. Yeah. That's that was a funny way to introduce them. It's like, so what do we do? It's like, okay, if we get behind the couch, we can shoot straight at them, and it's like, or we could just serve them kind of pays, sir. And C three PO in the background is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then you get it's for like this family visit, where Zach isn't really that welcome, and even Ben is pretty much like slapped by his uncle. When you say. The whole yeah, but they were selling missiles to you know, and it's it's the way he snaps at Ben for that that I see it as all the wrong reasons, because Han's been in the rebellion, so if there was a rebellion being mounted against the Galactic Alliance, well, it's all it, it it's only normal that they need weapon and all that. So yeah, but Han's got split interests here. He's interested yeah. in the Galactic Alliance, but he's always going to be. A son of Corellia, and you know, like that's just so inbred in him that that's his first priority. You know, so this is where his weakness is, where the Galactic Alliance is going to go second. So, but something I'm interested in seeing is is Jason going to like block off his uh, his twin connection with Jaina, or is Jaina going to get inside his head and see a little bit what's going on with him and go crazy? She's always already going crazy. She's got Zex stuck in her head. <laughs> That's enough to drive anyone crazy. But uh, I mean, like Jason was able to cut himself off from her before during Trader with the help of Vergier, but he's learned how to do it on his own now. Mm -hmm. So he'll close his twin bond off with her, and it'll be interesting to see how she takes the lack of connection, or if there is As a be sign, some sort yeah. of a connection, but that she's not going to be able to sense what's going on with him. Or she's going to be having be nightmare, nightmares. In. Maybe, maybe yeah. she'll have nightmares, visions. I don't know, you know. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that's played out. And I'm looking at the other titles after Tempest. We have Exile, so I'm wondering who or what is going to be exiled. You know, somebody's going to be exiled. Or maybe just someone's going to decide to go Self into exile. Yeah, like, uh, like like Yoda. He went into exile until the time was right. Yeah. Yeah, and so, he hit himself on Dagobah. Is somebody gonna go ahead and exile themselves, protect uh, somebody, something? Yeah. Oh, again, it's the whole Alana thing. You know what's gonna happen to this? Or child? maybe it's just gonna be Jaina who's going totally crazy, and she's not sure if she's gonna go. Like she's gonna stay on her 
light side path of the Jedi's, or if she's going to go berserk and she's going to go after after Jason and you know join him in his dark path. Or are they going to play back on this long sense connection that Tahiri and Jason have? Oh. Are they going to bring Tahiri back, and are they going to sort her out? You know, play more mind games with poor Tahiri. <laughs> she's been through enough too. You know, is is Jason going to appear to her as Anakin and like try and you know sweet talk her into like all oh, this is okay? You know, like you know. that'd be cool if she did. It would, eh? I think I it'd like be interesting. She's a good. Character. I really like her. She's well written. She's not. She's not developed quite enough, in my opinion. But uh, I, I really like her as a character, and I think it would be really interesting to see what they do with her if they bring her back. Well, they haven't wiped her out, but I mean, like the last we heard of them, Tahiri and uh, Lobaka, and who was the other one? They sent them off. Tassar. Yeah, Tassar. She was Sabah. back. Tahiri was in there. Was she, she was mentioned. I miss. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. The 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 was, one of the squadrons that was, uh, was in the attack at the beginning. One of, You're right. She was pretty important. Yeah. But you don't really. She's not really. You don't. In the you don't really. Yeah. You know, she's sort of a background character in this. You know. And they're hinting that there's this gorgeous guy that's a young Jedi that's working with her. So maybe they're trying to build up a new love interest for her as well. But we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. But then after exile, it's sacrifice. So. Jeez. I wonder what the sacrifice is going to be. Then. <laughs> You think Luke will sacrifice his son for the greater good of the galaxy? Yep, he will. You think Luke will sacrifice his son or himself? He, he wasn't ready to sacrifice his father. It just happened in a roundabout way. Yes, he was. I think he might have to sacrifice Mara. What if Mara? What Mara. if Ben had to sacrifice Luke? That would happen too. I don't, I don't know, know if he would do it. History repeating itself. It'll be interesting. Admiral to see says how he this thinks Jaina is going to kill Jason. I think that Jaina has it in her, to be honest. <laughs> well, she has to. She's I, I really like Jaina's character. I don't, if I don't at nobody all, knew that. <laughs> she, she's pissed, and she could definitely do it. Yeah. No, she could definitely go ahead and do that. Hmm. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that's played out. So, what, are, what, do, you, what do you think is going to happen in the next coming books? Um, in the next book, we're going to see more of Jason's growth in the dark side. We're going to see probably if uh, Ben is going to be apprenticed to him still, because he is his unofficial apprentice for the Jedi. But is he going to remain with him? Is Luke going to sense that there's going to be a problem and you know sort of pull Ben away or? And Ben's much more lucid now than he was back in darkness. Ben's also, you know, like an adolescent. So, you know, he's going to have the rebellious feelings against his his parents as well. So, you know, obviously if parents say, oh, he's a bad influence on you, he's going to want to be with him more because that's the cool thing. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Ben reacts to all this, you know, how much of it he believes, how much is absorbed, because he's going to wonder where, you know, He's on his way home with Jason. What happened to the other two that were with them? You know, like, anyways, it'd be interesting to see how it happens. Um, I think that Tenelka will probably come into play. Well, she's obviously going to come into play in the third book, but I think at some point Alana's going to be discovered by the family. I think that it's going to happen. Um, I think it's 
a little strange that they didn't mention her in this at all. They barely. Well, that's that's answered because Troy Denning, they'd finished Dark Nest. Yeah. And then they were planning the legacy, but they didn't know what happened in Dark Nest. Uh, yeah. Right. So then he, Troy Denning is like, well, yeah, he has a daughter. And they're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. It's um, it's almost like Superman. I'm not sure what happens with Amandua because I don't really follow that part of Star Wars as much, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with Boba Fett. Well, they've been away for a very long time. Yeah. And there is this whole pattern where they swore allegiance to Yulek Kildrama, who was a Sith back then. Okay. So... You see the allegiance might still you ne- be there. Yeah, that's it, you know, being proud and all that as they are. Maybe Jason's going to pl- be able to play on that. Maybe he's going to be able to, you know, raise an army and make sure that he can protect the galaxy with his own army. Thinking he's doing good, but doing wrong. At the same time. Who knows? Brian, where do you think this is going? I hope it's year? the clones. hope they play on the clones, because Ton Wee is going to be there. Maybe, but... Maybe... Anakin will decide, oh, I want to have a clone army. And he's going to bring back the whole clone army idea. Or, sorry, not Anakin, that, Jason. And he's going to go to Boba Fett and say, you're going to be my army template. He's going to be, hmm, deja vu. How much? <laughs> exactly. How much and how long? <laughs> but doesn't he have a kid now? Boba? Yeah. I think he does, but it's yeah. really, it's really vague. Yeah. So, people should definitely go go out and read this book. Yeah, but yes. don't expect much from it. It's my read it, but you know, wait, wait for the paperback. I, I wasn't as thrilled with it as I could have been, if I have been as I have been in the past with other mm-hmm. books. To be honest, it's not the best book out there, but. Compared to the Dark Nest, I found it was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I really enjoyed Dark Nest a lot more than. Oh, uh, see, one. I didn't. So. There you go. Yeah. Sebastian. You gotta pick a side now. <laughs> I have to pick a side, it's difficult. Um, from what I've read so far, I've really been enjoying this book. I really like the way it begins, I really like uh, the, 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 the way the fights are depicted. Uh, at the, that's the, really the Halston way. Um, the center point station thing, I think it was a little pushed far. Um, do we ever get like any confirmation of the idea that yes, they were going to be going with center point station and basically moving and destroying planets and all that? Or, uh, there's no con, uh, there's no confirmation, but there's a lot of hinting that that was generally the, idea. the intention. Yeah. What did you think about the, uh, droid? thinking that he was Anakin Solo. The droids that was that was too far fetched. I mean when it's I was turning dumb. I was turning the page and I'm like, why VH droids? What? Why? No, no, no. Come on. Take him out. It's been too long now. <laughs> but in the way that it must have played out, guess it was good. Yeah. I think it was sort of a mental game for Ben. It was almost like a test. Yeah. yeah. Do I destroy this thing or do I bring it back home sort of thing? And it's almost like, it, look, Mom, I found a new pet. It thinks it's my uncle. <laughs> sort of kind of cousin. Cousin. Yeah. Jeez. I'm sorry. 
It's like, look, Mom, here's another weird thing. Yeah. I'm stowing away in the ship. <laughs> the whole message, too. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. I miss you. I hope I get home soon. And I was like, oh, my God. Ben brought that home and played it for Han and Layla. I had to, like, crack in half. Yeah. <laughs> um... So far, yeah. So far, I think, I think I like it. I'm gonna have to finish it, of course. Tell you the, uh, from what I've read about the book, I think it's a really good book. I think it's gonna be a very interesting series. But just like the Yuuzhan Vong Wars, and just like the Darkness trilogy, and just like Star Wars Episode One, Two, and Three, it's something that will have to be, like, as a whole. The other novels will definitely before you can actually judge something. You just can't judge anything on only one thing. It's uh, you really have to judge it on the entire thing. Not only on not not only on one book, but on the entire series, because otherwise you're just gonna be you know quick judging, and that's not good. You have to actually take the time to take in the story. And make sure it's good and that you like it. And then you're, you, then you have to make sure the story is proper within the universe. Cause otherwise it's just too bad. And so far I don't see any major, you know, step up on everything else. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's good. I think it's a very good job, well done by Aaron Alston, to open up a new series, a new era. And I just can't wait to uh, see what's going to happen. That's it? Yeah. Audrey? That's it, I guess, for now, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yep. All right. Just waiting in anticipation for the next installment, Bloodlines. Bloodlines. August 29th by Karen Travis. Uh, Brian? Yes. Are there any people still in the chat for this? Yes, we have lots. Admiral, Adria, Arnie, Castra, Frizior, Fight Monkey, uh, Japoy, Madneroy, Marjorie, and Tiger Claw. Yep. I'm seeing a Marjorie as well. Yep. I said that. Who's Is that? Marjorie, Marjorie Swan. Cool. Marjorie Swan. Mm-hmm. Arnie and Marjorie. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that's it for tonight. So the next show will be on July 9th, 2006. It might be a little later than 1900 hours. Uh, I want to warn you all because we're having a, u- our usual fan force supper on that night. And then we're coming back to our wonderful suite at the Double Three Hotel. Where T-Trek 20 will be handed by that time. It's going to be an awesome weekend. Uh, I mean, all the people that are going to be there, it's just an incredible listing. I mean, Brian, you know who George Takei is? Yeah, Sulu. He's going to be there. Cool. You know who Jewel State is? Yeah. She's going to be there. Cool. Kaylee Fry from Firefly and Serenity is going to be there. Uh, Amber Benson is going to be there. Richard Hatch is going to be there. Julie Kathleen Brown. Garrett Wong, who was my favorite character in the entire Voyager series, is going to be there. Mira Furlan, for those of you following Lost, is going to be there. Uh, Lexa Doig is going to be there. Adam Bush is going to be there. And Michael Shanks 
is also going to be there. Of course, uh, for, me, for those of you who are more of the uh, author kind of uh, fans, David Gerald is going to be there, and Robert Charman as well. He wrote about the Dalek. Uh, Ron Boyd, is, uh, he's, he's an artist on Star Trek New Voyages, is going to be there. The director of Stargate Atlantis, David Winning, is going to be there. And uh, the TV host from Ed the Sock, from uh, Ed's Night Party, Basically, Ed and Liana Kay are going to cool. be there. So That's hilarious. I have to drag them by the by the, sock. By the show because I love the sock, and the sock's been ripped off by a silly dog puppet. I know. It's damn. And uh, for those of you uh, who just uh, enjoy going to conventions and having fun, well, you should go to www.tcon.ca/tt20 and uh, check that convention out and if you think you're up to the challenge well we're going to be into uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be basically judging a Geekov and we're going to have all different types of Geekovs this year we're going to have a Geekov of Stargate a Farscape uh, all those incredible shows Whedonverse so you better drop by and you know, live up to the challenge because it's going to be something special. T-Trek 20 takes place from next Friday to next Sunday, and uh, then we're going to close it up with, of course, Star Wars on Direct on Sunday night. So if you have any comments about this show or that you would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at swendirect.com, or you can leave a message on our blog and our message boards become a partner or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is, after all, the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show, add our URL to your message port signatures, go vote for us on uh, Podcast Alley every month, and of course, check us out on the Podcast Entertainment Network, because that's a good place to check us out. Brian? Yes. Getting anything? No, but I'd like to say bye to everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening. And uh, keep listening to Star Wars on Direct. That's it. We'll be back to you. Thanks to our sponsors, of course, FederationToys.com, Star Wars Action News. Arnie and Marjorie are in the chat with us right now. SitClan.net, Simple-Net.ca, our web host for the past few years. Thank you very much for help for helping us light the, keeping the, 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 the torch lit up so long. Podcast Entertainment Network, Sideshow Collectibles, who are going to be, uh, were going to be, like, granting us an interview in the coming weeks. That's going to be interesting, too. Of course, all of our partners in the bloodonline.com, Geekcore Radio, Star Wars Aficionados, PlanetFandom.com, Hail to the Fanboys and Girls, FurryConflict.com, Threk Wars, The Furry Conflict Audio Drama, Anakin and His Angel.com, Nerve-Erder-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors. Millennium Falcon, Galactic Hunter, who are keeping collectors on target. T-Bone Star Wars Universe, and the Galactic Senate Message Board, and StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio, all available at StarWarsWithAZ.com. But if you want to check out all of the other links that I mentioned, you can go to our website at www.swendirect.com. So, uh, Brian, you're leaving. Mm-hmm. It's been a long run. Sorry yeah. to see you go. 
and uh, hopefully you're going to be back to uh, whine and moan about a few other books and a few other video games that you're going to be playing on your on your little brother's DS. Yes. Because they're coming up with a Million Falcon game for the DS now. I heard that was kind of crap so far. So that, That's what our friend at Ubisoft said. Oh, really? Yeah, their models are all fucked. It Using happens. the wrong models. What do you want to do? I feel you with them. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Phil. So out of character for him. It's a keep up the good work. So, um... Are we going to see... You're going to be going to San Diego Comic-Con? Yes, I am. And you're going to be having fun over there? I will. And you're going to be meeting with none other than uh, Samuel Mace Windu Jackson. I hope so. Who's going to be... I'm so jealous. Slapping plates, <laughs> pla- snakes on the planes? Let's hope so. And uh, you're going to be going to the breakfast? Yep. Do you know if there's any celebrity that have been announced for this breakfast? Not yet. Not yet? I'm going to be there. There you go. Brian will be signing autographs at his table. There you go, people. <laughs> yes. Brian Kieran's the uh, the uh, host of Star Wars on Direct will be at uh, the breakfast signing Sa- autographs. San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Steve and I'm gonna make special arrangements. I'm gonna make sure you get like you know VIP treatment and all that. He's gonna Brian. What Kieran's Kieran's? <laughs> Who is he again? <laughs> He's my co-host. It's all right. You should grant them full passage. All right. Well, in the pleasure of uh, seeing you all again in the future, and uh, in the please, in the pleasure of talking to you all again, our listeners in the future. For all the crew here at Star Wars on Direct, this is Sebastian saying, "See you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom." You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swanzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.